Hello everyone, it's Chris Platty here. Now before I get you to today's very special episode, Game Born to Rap album review and discussion, I have a very special guest on this, M Extra, the last member of the On Deck TV podcast to come on this podcast. I greatly appreciate everyone at On Deck, everyone that listens to this podcast knows that. So I knew before the year was over that I had to get him on the podcast. But before I give you to that episode, I just want to do some quick housekeeping. So first and foremost, if you do not follow me on Twitter and Instagram, that is the best way to keep up with me and alerts as to what content is coming next. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealChrisPlatty. And then secondly, I want to just talk about the fact that I have a lot of content planned and not as much as I planned to come out in December as come out in December. That content is still coming, a lot of decade stuff, a lot of year-end stuff, but I've been working hard. I have, I, I've had so many different projects I've been undertaking for the channel, uh, the YouTube channel, for the podcast channel, for all of the feeds that I am involved in. So please stay patient with that. You will get that in December, in January, at the very latest, but I got a lot of amazing content coming, so stay tuned for that stuff. And lastly, you'll notice my voice sounds a little bit different, and that's because uh, the night before we went to celebrate my my birthday, and um, I had a lot to drink that night, so I sound a little rough, and that's why my voice sounds a little different. So just a disclaimer there, the content's still fire, of course, and you know I still had to pod for you guys, but yeah, that's that's just you'll you'll notice a difference in my voice. But without further ado, let's get into the game. Born to Rap album review and discussion, talking about the album and what's next for game now that he has retired. So here we go. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty and joining me is another member of the On Deck TV podcast. You can argue the MVP of the On Deck podcast. I say <laughs> I say that with all three of the guests, but for the first time I have Marquise Evans aka M Extra. How you doing, man? What's going on? It's your boy Air Maxter from the On Deck TV part, podcast, and um, it's actually Marcus, but I people mess it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. No, no problem, man. So, which I gotta say, because the podcast is doing well, I know it's doing well. I know the numbers are go going up. You guys are growing. So, are you known now more as as Marcus or M Extra? Uh, in a podcast world, just M Extra. I mean, people call me M Extra all the time when we. Uh, you know, um, correspond with fans and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't matter to me. Marcus already makes sense either way. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm glad we finally, uh, I'm glad we finally got this, this collaboration out of the way because I knew, 
I, we were talking about it when when we met in Atlanta that you know you yes. were the you were the last of the on decks to get on this podcast, so I knew I had to get you on the podcast before the year the year was over. And yes, yes, save the best for last. <laughs> there you go, there you go, there you go, man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a collaboration between me and anyone from on deck if they didn't if they didn't take shots at the others while they were. There. <laughs> if you listen back to all the podcasts, Spike says something about you or Animal Brown. Animal Brown says something about you or Spike. Like, yeah, yeah, it's we just tradition. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we are here to review the big album Game Born to Rap. Now, for those of you that don't know who Game is, I'll make this very quick because you should know who Game is. Um, If you don't know who Game is and you know how I am somehow, that's crazy. That's an honor. (laughs) But uh, Game is an L.A. legend, came on to scene in the early 2000s after building Buzz through mixtapes. He signed to Aftermath, started working with G-Unit, and, you know, the rest is history. It's now 14 mixtapes and 16 albums later. We are here at what he is calling his final album. This has production from al- almost anyone you can name. Travis Barker, Tech Beats, uh, Mike Waves. A-, a lot of Swizz, obviously, is on this as well. There's a lot of big names on the production side. DJ Khalil. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I- actually, Ed Sheeran even has production credits. Wow, I'm looking at that now. I didn't, I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know he had production credits. I thought he was just featured. Um, but... Yeah, so so you got great you got great production and then features. You got Ed Sheeran on this twice. You got Miguel. You got Nipsey Hussle. You got Red Cafe. You got a lot of a lot of different uh, features for a game album. Usually, a game album, you know, he has whoever is popping at that time. He has on the album, but this one he went with a different approach and he really he really uh, sat down and got a different list uh or a different uh guest list i should say for this album so coming into it we're hearing game say it's his last album i personally didn't believe that so so i was expecting you know him to get the you know just have the record with drake or or nas or kendrick or cole he always has one of those like big super a-list uh artists on on here at least one of those Mm. and you know and and other than Nipsey, he doesn't have another A-lister on this uh, on, on this yep. album. Mm-hmm. But I was I was coming into it expecting him to. I was expecting something totally different than what I got. What were you <laughs> expecting coming into it? Well, you know, when it comes to the game, I, I never really know what to expect from him. <laughs> uh, this has been his ninth uh, studio album. Mm-hmm. Uh, game has longevity. Um, actually a lot more than most of his peers. Uh, so for me, coming into this album, I knew since he said it was going to be his final album, I knew I would get a lot of the game that I'm used to. When I say that, I mean this great lyrics, um, flow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, because I, I, just know, I just know that game loves to rap, um, hence the title. And yeah. I knew that if it was going to be his last album, he was going to be rapping his ass off. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was coming into a man like I was so skeptical of I was like, OK, this is another game antic, you know, saying it's mm-hmm. his last album. Right. Um, so I so I was I was just very surprised when I first started hearing this album. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. What's a record you want to bring up, uh, bring up off this album that stood out to you? Uh, one, of, one of the records that stood out to me 
right away. Um, when, when you meet, when you mentioned features earlier, Dom Kennedy, I think he ex- executive produced this project. Yes. And um, he was on a few, a few songs, and one of the, my favorite ones uh, is Five Hundred Dollar Candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just off top, when I heard that song, I, it, it just is. I have a whole anything with Dom Kennedy gives you such a, a, a LA vibe to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so any yes. So when I heard this, I just loved it from as soon as I heard it. And then it's a you know great introspective record. Um, it's great replay value. So yeah, this record stood out for me for sure. It was a great feature from Dom. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I think it was, I think it was probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Dom uh, moment on here. Because obviously okay. he has a lot of like the production, but like you said, he kind of like sprinkles in like even the. Um, even the Nipsey tribute song, like he has just kind of like background vocals. He kind of like sets the, the tone right. for it with the, in, with, with the introduction. So he's kind of really like arranging a lot of it, a lot of it, almost like he's, he's executive producing and A&R in the whole project almost. It, it yes. feels like when, yes. when you're yeah. listening to it. And this is probably one of my favorite, uh, $500, uh, $500 candles and games, you know, it, it, the game has such a simple West coast hook but it yes. works. works you know again like you said the west coast the west coast vibes are just there and that's what i'm for when i when i when i'm listening to game and you yeah. know the way he ends it too with the powerful with the powerful line of you know i got two dead brothers um mm. it was just a really really powerful ending so it was a right. good song and it and it followed after uh no smoke very well um, right so i and really it, like where it's at yes and it, i mean when I when I first started, I didn't know, you know, like I said, what to expect from this record. Uh, mm-hmm. Five hundred dollar candles, obviously, in the record, he talks about death and losing um, homies and things like that. But I know as soon as I heard uh, Dom Kennedy say on roll, oh, what do you say on rolls, crayons, off gin and juice? Yeah, I you knew, knew. right away. I was like, oh, this is gonna be this at one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you already know where you're going. Rose crayons, gin and juice. You just yeah. got. Uh, that sentence alone lets you know it's all right. It's it's West Coast time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm here for it. Um, I, I guess one one that I'll follow with is I'll go with my one of my tracks. I want to mention is West Side, which was the lead single, and I really mm-hmm. paid attention to the lead single because I was like, okay, um, you know, I want to. Sometimes when you're listening to an album, I don't know if you if if you've experienced this in extra, but to me sometimes. You can hear when a when the the lead single or whatever kind of doesn't fit the album. Like after they yeah. made the lead single, that then they kind of found the direction. Yes. Yeah, it dropped. <laughs> it dropped in like the summer. It dropped very low key. Oh, um, okay. And I remember it dropped with some big album. It, so it kind of got mass. I think it was. Oh, it was. Uh, I believe it dropped uh, with Bandana. Oh, okay. I believe it dropped that that same that same night. So mm. it kind of just got kind of buried and you know so i was coming into this like okay is this gonna sound like it's dated or like it just doesn't fit or anything but it Mm. but it fits and i and i love that song i love the beat to it and just the simple just a simple just west side hook like i this is a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal song this is one of the few on here because a lot of this album is very introspective is very um is very musical, but this is one that's a simple, straightforward banger on this oh album, and it and it's placed yeah. very well. Yeah, I mean, uh, he just he just started just to kill it off the bat, you know. He yeah. just ripped right into this beat. 
Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, that was a that was a fantastic song, and that's uh, still one of my favorites. What's one off this that you want to mention? Uh, actually, before we go there, let me ask you a question on Westside. Okay, let's do go. Do you think that he intentionally tried to sound like Tupac on his record? I think, I think he does because. Yeah. Or or it could even be second nature because re- the thing the the story about game that I remember is like when he was when he was shot and he was in the hospital he was just listening to a ton of a ton of different artists for like five months the span mm-hmm. of five months he was just like studying and listening to Tupac Big all of them and so mm-hmm. that to me has kind of always been game right like he's yeah. always he's always really adapted other people's personas and i don't know if at this point if it's just subconscious or yeah. or if it is conscious because like there are even moments where he kind of raps like nipsey on here a little bit mm. on this yeah. album so i i don't know if it's necessarily intentional but oh, it, it, it could it could be it could be <laughs> yeah you know, well some i love game but some people don't like that about him but i, yeah. I mean I, I, you know but yeah i was just wondering what you heard yeah no yeah. i i don't think yeah I, I don't I don't think it would say I would say that it's in, intentional, but maybe I'm mm. giving him the benefit of the doubt. What, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a guy like Gabe with all his antics, uh, maybe not maybe not so much deserves the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but it's a it's a really good song, man. Um, you know, it's just a simple. The chorus is literally just West Side repeated, but the way it yep. rides with the the way it rides with the beat just absolutely knocks. Um, it's a fantastic, yes. fantastic song. So. Um, what's what's the record that you wanted to mention? Uh, the other record that I wanted to bring up was um, Hug the Block. Okay. Uh, yes, this was another one of those personal records mm-hmm. um, when uh, Game talked about his difficult relationship with his older brother. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, you can just tell that there's clearly tension um, and it's clearly a soft spot for him and it's clearly clear anger, it seems to have, at, mm-hmm. at his own brother. Which, um, which for us gives us great art to listen to, uh, but it's a shame that they have are having these uh, situations. Yeah, it's uh, another thing that stands out to me too when I hear this is the when he's rapping, like when he says "this shit hurts my heart," like you can hear the strain in his vocals. Yep. Like he really, um, and this is for a lot of the album too. Game just sounds different. Like his voice just kind of cuts through different. And this is a song that really emphasizes that. And again, you know, he's talking about he's talking about literally wanting to kill his own brother, like without right. that. And this is after you know this issue spans now almost two decades because this started mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. This is like when Game was right. first coming uh, coming on the scene. Him, him and his right. brother were having this beef. So for it to right. go this long unresolved is unfortunate, but. Um, like you said, it it made great art. It made great music. It's a it's a fantastic song. Like when he yeah. ends it with just saying "My brother's keeper," right? Like that just yeah. that just really that that really hits me. And as someone someone like you who's listened to pretty much all games, or I'm sure you've listened to every game album, mm-hmm. at least yep. the studios. And I don't really remember him addressing off the top of my head. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't really remember him addressing this too much in the music like this. Uh, no, it was just a lot of vivid detail in this particular yeah. song. I don't recall another record where he's going in as such. Uh, but it, it, like even when I just heard the you know the third verse, um, I was I was listening to it yesterday, 
And he said, like you said, he said, I killed my own brother. I ain't bluffing. It's a temptation of mine. He's looking like David Ruffin. Um, I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, you know, and me having a twin brother is like, oh, wow. I can't, I can't imagine this kind of animosity towards him. But, you know, sometimes people have those family issues and it clearly shows with this particular uh, record. Yeah, man. And it's just, you know, for this being his final album, you you almost wish that he could tell that story and then end it with we're on good terms now, you know, right? like kind of like how um, this is a kind of a horrible analogy, but kind of how like Eminem had the on the Marshall Matters LP too, like he had the song dedicated to his mom, even though that wasn't like his last album or whatever. It mm. just was it was cool regardless of of the song. Like I didn't I wasn't the biggest fan of the song, but to me it was cool that, you know, he could make like the clean out my closet like 10 years before yeah. that. And then come back and make a song just like I understand you now. Uh, we're we're not on the best of terms, but we're on, we're on good terms now. Like this, this, and that, right. and that kind of growth is cool. And you kind of wish that Hug the Block almost had a different ending. Right, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, another record that I want to bring up, and this one is it's simple. Like I don't really have a lot to say about it, but it's just really cool. It's like a, it's like a hip hop head moment is rewind too, when mm. he just comes on with some elite storytelling, man. Like, and, and I'm listening oh. to it and he's so, he's, he's so vividly painting every picture, um, of the entire song. And then he ends it with, uh, he ends it with the lines about, you know, this is, this is, uh, a Nas song and I just flipped the beat. And it's just a simple, it's a simple beat flip. But I went back and I listened to the other song and I'm like, damn, I don't think he added much to the instrumental other than, other than flipping it. And it's crazy (laughs) how just flipping it made it sound West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's funny. Uh, It's funny that you like the record because I do not like this record. (laughs) Really? Well, what don't you like about it? Well, you know, I, because it's done once, it's already been done. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of those things. And I, and I mentioned this in my, and on, on deck. It's one of those songs. Nas did it perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you ever seen the movie Memento? That's where Nas got the idea from. I don't need to see another Memento. Like I would never see a Memento too. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I felt like uh, this is just a little. Uh, he could have left this off, in my opinion. I didn't. This is one of my least favorite records on the album. Okay. Yeah. See, I I feel that way too. Generally, like like Renegade, for example, that's a mm. beat I feel like nobody should touch. However, mm. one of my favorite artists, Sean Connor, absolutely murdered it. So like, it's always on a case. It's always a a, a case yeah. by case basis in reality. But I'm generally like, if somebody comes to me and say, "Yo, I'm remixing Renegade," or "I'm remixing like this, this, and that," or flipping this, it's like I don't know. But yeah. this one, this one works to me because I I really love storytelling tracks, and I yeah. think this is. I, I see what you're saying. Like he could almost cut it because this whole song just gives me the feeling every time I listen to it of he's just showing off like how talented he is. Like it's not really necessarily uh, important to the story of the album or or no, the co- cohesion. So I can understand like cutting it, but man, do I enjoy how uh, how good the storytelling is on it. So I kind of let it slide. But for the, but I could see why. You know, somebody could yeah, just feel like, you know, this is kind of just unnecessary. This is just showing off that you're good at storytelling and we know you're good at storytelling. Well, this is, well, see, so I, I can use that same exact, uh, that same exact uh, expression for people saying why they don't like it. 
You know, so I can so your argument right. I can say the same thing of why people would not like this song. One Oh yeah, that's not, what I'm that's what I'm yeah. doing is I'm saying I can understand yeah. why people don't like it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, because Nas did it. So the thing about Nas, when he did the song, it was all about the wow factor and the creativity of it. Mm-hmm. So the creativity is was really why people love this song. So when you do this song, it's not creative. I mean, you can do it, but it's just like somebody saying, like, I have a friend who despises the game, and this is one of the reasons why he hates the game, because he said, <laughs> you can do it, but why do you, Why are you doing this? Because all you're doing is just copying someone else. And that's, right. what, that's, what he, that's what he would say. So, you know, shout out to Jay Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to J.O. too. I met him in Atlanta. Dope dude. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I guess. And you know what You know what it really comes down to is it's a song that I've heard from Nas, but it's right. not a song that, I, that I'm, that i like, attached to. Because, I, you know, I grew up on the era that was, like, that was, like, past uh, Stillmatic. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So gotcha. I just have a different perspective, too, probably. Like, you know, right. I could I could only imagine, like, if somebody... I guess if... If somebody did sing about me, that's kind of like the equivalent to me in my eyes of like a of like a famous storytelling track. If somebody takes "Sing About Me" and remixes it, I would probably yeah. feel away. But again, it's something. It's a song that I've heard and I appreciate, but I I didn't live through it, live in that moment, and it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. song that I've. I, it's not a song that I've heard more than like four times by now. So I can't really say I have such a level of attachment to where I would yeah. feel sensitive about somebody flipping it. Makes sense. But um, okay, man. So what's what's another record you want to bring up off here? Uh, speaking of songs that I despise from this album, uh, <laughs> it would be. I already Gangsta. know where you're going. Yep. Oh my god, this song is probably the worst song on the album. It's called "Gangsters Make the Girls Go Wild." Yep. <laughs> like this, this album is such a good album. I'm like, why do they need this? I was like, why is this song on this album? Yeah. Why? I think it's just <laughs> to try and be an anthem like it's supposed to be it, i think it's supposed to be that commercial record because you got chris oh brown but yeah. it just doesn't work it's a waste of a chris brown feature <laughs> yeah it's just bad it's it bad. is it's really bad <laughs> this was you know if you're cutting down this album which 25 tracks you could definitely cut down um this is one you could definitely cut oh, absolutely Absolutely. I heard it, I said, oh no, this not, this not, no, no, yeah. no, no. And it sounds like a mustard beat too. It's just like it just it doesn't it you know, and it comes right after stainless, which is such a good like has such an old school oh, West man. Coast feel. Yeah, so it's it just such a good record. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's just like, man, like why why did you do this? Like this sounds yeah. of all the songs on here, I'll say this. I'll take it a step further with the with the level of disrespect for this song. <laughs> I, this is the really the one of the only songs on here that sounds that sounds uh how do i say it sounds uh non-original you know what i mean like everything on yeah everything on here sounds like it's actually like like it's songs that were well crafted and constructed this sounds like a song that was just thrown in here for no reason whatsoever other than hey i want another banger and let me get chris brown you know yeah for sure it was super forced it was like oh let's get a club record and try to make this happen yeah and so um even games rapping on it is just kind of like it's just kind of placeholders for the hook and chris brown 
again um it's it's such a simple hook and the beat is simple so yeah i'm not a fan of it i'm glad when you when you text me that this was one of the songs you were gonna be bringing up i was like i was like please don't tell me he's gonna defend this <laughs> oh no 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 okay, okay good 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 glad we're on the same page there yeah, for sure um, the, the, another song that i wanted to bring up is the code which oh. man mm-hmm. this song absolutely bangs and the oh only God. the only knock i have on it i love this song the only knock i have on it is that this is the only song i feel like game is not the spotlight like 21 no, absolutely steals the show <laughs> he definitely does 21 totally steals the show he gives them a whole beat switch and everything i'm like man you're really letting them like kill you on your own record like yeah, this man, he let them rock out for real yeah uh so 21 absolutely killed it it's an amazing song but if i had to knock it for anything um it would be that because it's a game album it, and game's not the spotlight on this and he kind of gets a show stolen from him i guess but i don't really i don't really mind that because at the end of the day it made great music yeah, it, it, I mean, this is one of those songs that surprised me, because uh, even when you think the song is about to be over, yeah, the twenty one comes in at the end. I'm like, wow, this is fire! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, the funny thing about this song is, I feel like Game wanted to have this be a two disc. Like this is the era of the CDs. Mm-hmm. I think this song would have started the second CD, the second disc. Um, yeah, I think they want to be this a double album because right before this song is how the album probably should end for the first album. And right. then this this comes and it's a, a total like surprise. Like because after the, the song the song prior to it, I'm sad. It's, you know, yeah. You know, uh Marsha Ambrose just singing her ass off on that song. And then you it's like side B. Boom and it just, just hits you in the face with this. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that, but you know, looking at the track listing now and everything, and the way the way you explain that makes total yeah. sense to me. Like this does really feel like it's almost it's almost like a second it's a, almost a second album. And I wonder, oh, for sure, I wonder why he didn't do that. Um, maybe like maybe it's a contractual thing or something of that nature. I don't mm. I don't know. But if this is truly his last album, then I feel like. You know the label is not gonna be like okay, well it can't be a double album. You know they're yeah, gonna take right. the extra album. That's almost a free album from Game mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Right. You know, so I don't know. Maybe there's some like, some you know kind of like industry thing where he can't like where he where yeah. he can't or contractually just can't do it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But That's a good point. That's a, yeah because that's listening a really to it is it's like two separate at, at number fifteen on it's two separate albums. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What's the song that you want to bring up off this album? Um, another one I wanted to bring up uh, was another R&B song that kind of let me down. Um, it's called Stay Down with Bryson Tiller. Hmm. Um, this record in particular isn't that bad, but you know what killed it for me? <laughs> what is <laughs> it's it? One part that killed it for me is when they did the I don't want to be a player. I'm still not a player, but you still, like they did the yeah. Uh, the, the, I was like, oh, like, I was skilled. after they did that, I was like, I'm, I'm ready. And I'm still, I was like, again, why are you doing this game? Leave it alone. Man, this is where, see, look, this just further proves all the all the disconnect we had on the on the not song is going to come right back because because me again not growing up on that song but listening to that song you know several times I've listened to that way more than I listened to rewind but uh, um but you know not a still not a player like I I've listened to that and 
you know, I, I like that song. And mm-hmm. so to me, I always look at it as all oh, like, man, that's a dope hip hop moment. Like, you know, it I like, the, I, I like the little, you know, like the kind of almost like shouting out like an iconic record and flipping it. So I can understand now, now having this conversation with you, mm-hmm. I can understand why people have that issue with game specifically. But me, I look at it as like a like a like a homage thing. But maybe again, maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt when I shouldn't be. You know, well, he, he could have just done it like he, like he tried to flip the whole verse. That's my thing. Yeah, just you can say a line or two, but he starts at I'm still not a player, but you're still a hater. And he raps like seven more bars, and then it comes yeah. I ain't a player, but I just crush a lot. Like why? Like, yeah, no need, it's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the one line was enough, you know, because because yeah. even when I'm listening to it for the first time. Well, I'm listening to it with my friend. Like we both look at each other when he says, "I'm still not a player," or "I'm still not a player," but you're still a hater. Mm-hmm. And we both look at each other because we are we we knew. Wow, that's really what he just did. <laughs> so we so like the point was already the point was already proven. You know, right. you didn't really need to go that extra step. But exactly. you know, I I'm fine with this record. Like I enjoy bad record. Yeah, I enjoy Bryson on it. Um, game. It's uh. I, I really enjoy the beat too. Like the the beat is nice. So, I I don't know if I'm returning to it outside yeah. of like, right. When I listen to this album, I'll I'll listen to that song. But I don't know if it, I'm gonna listen to. I'm gonna add this to a playlist of mine of my favorite songs. You know, like it's a good song when it comes on. But I don't know if I'm taking that extra step to go just listen to it on its own. You know. Got gotcha. Um. Okay. The last song I want to bring up. And this is one that we alluded to before was the I didn't want to write this song. Mm, and you knew this was coming uh, mm. just because of his relationship with Nipsey and just the way he the way he always was talking about Nipsey and everything. And I, as someone who really took Nipsey's passing to heart, like I really I was very skeptical of game on this. I'm a big game fan. Again, again, I give him the benefit of the doubt a lot because I'm a big game fan. But this mm-hmm. was something that I was like, okay, you have to do this right. Like, don't do no foul shit with this. You know, this is right. if you're gonna tribute Nipsey, tribute him the right way, do it the right way. So I, so I already knew when I looked at the track list, he has "Welcome Home" with Nipsey, and then after that, he has an interlude, and then he has "I Didn't Want to Write This Song." So just seeing those three things together, I'm like, okay, this is. This is going to be the Nipsey tribute. I already, I already knew what it, what it was. Jump coming into it, right? And so, you know, I listened to it, and I gotta say, it's really, it, it, the song itself. It's a Marsha's words and vocal performances are so perfect on here. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't want to compare tributes because I don't think that that's like a, I don't, I don't think that's like a really uh, a, a thing that to do. But if I had to say something. I even like it more than Dave East Nipsey tribute, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I just think it's beautifully, it's beautifully written, and yep. it's and it's sequenced so well too. Like to have the Nipsey song and then the interlude and then this song and then like you said the code, which is just a total shift in energy. I feel like I, I feel like it was just it it was very very well crafted. Um, it was perfectly placed in sequence of the album. It wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't at the end. Um, so it, it was just right in the in the middle in the heart of the album, and it was done right with the with the beautiful uh, interlude before it, and you know, and then let the beat rock, and then it leads into. 
the code, which is a total just mood change. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was done very, very well. I really like this song. Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this song, uh, it was, you know, kind of emotional. It's a mm-hmm. great way. Marsha's voice is beautiful. Uh, like I said, it's a great way, like I said, for him to end what I think is the first part of the album. Because this song sounds like the last song on, on the album. Yeah, it does. Uh, for sure, yeah. It does. And, you know, he really he really just delivered absolute uh, I- impeccable lines in here. You know, like the, you with Biggie and Pac, now look at you, big as the bosses. Yep. And, you know, and he had the the line, you had staple center packed like a church, the whole South Central put, put their hands on your hearse. Like, you know, those were just his writing was very on point this wasn't this wasn't lazy by any means this wasn't no. a, this wasn't something that i don't i don't believe that this song was made the the night he passed i'm not saying he hasn't said anything like that but you know he it wasn't something that he just kind of quickly made you know this was something i think he took a lot of time with he probably rewrote his verses because i because i could just i could just feel it by the way like each line hits that mm-hmm. he really spent time crafting out this song, and so that all that attention to detail, uh, I really, I really appreciate when you're attributing somebody like Nipsey Hussle. For sure, for sure, it's a beautiful song. Um, okay, so uh, that was all of our that was all of our tracks that we wanted to mention that stood out to us. So let's get to our overall thoughts. So, what would you give it out of ten, and what are just your overall thoughts on the album? Ah. Uh. Out of ten, I give this an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, very good project. I was surprised that it was this good, to be honest, because yeah. when I saw the track list, and I said twenty-five songs. What? Yeah, twenty-five songs. I said, my goodness, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is going to be too much because that's a lot. This is an hour and a half of music. Yeah. Um, and for you to keep my attention for an hour and a half means you've done something correct. So, yeah. so I definitely give this an eight out of ten. Um, it has, um, again, it's twenty five songs. I definitely would have shortened it a little. So that's part of my criticism that it's too long. Yeah. Um, and it's a few records that are definitely just do not need to be on here at all. Um, but that's that. But for for you have a twenty five out twenty five track album and only a couple of songs that I don't want. That's that that speaks volumes. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean so yeah. So I would give it eight out of ten for sure. Okay. I'm I'm pretty much with you there. I got an eight point five out of ten. Um the I like how this whole album feels like it's supposed to feel. Like the production is melancholy, it feels so bittersweet. Game himself, like I was talking about earlier, like he sounds different vocally, like his cadences and recordings just kinda cut through stronger his voice is a little bit more raspy a little bit more raw it's less polished so it feels more emotional and it kind of complements the instrumentals which are very you know somber mm-hmm. um you know i i enjoyed the the ambitious sampling you know d'angelo nas um you know still not a player you know i i enjoyed those and i feel like games writing on this was just at its apex since documentary like he just everything seemed like track rewind Two was was a great song for me in that that it really just showed like how effortlessly he can he can storytell at such a high level and yeah. so i really enjoyed i really enjoyed that 
I really enjoyed that it was his most personal album, uh, game album. I feel, you know, with Hug the Block, 40 Ounce Love, Roadside, the content is here. The substance is here with game. And so as a big time game fan, like this is really all I can ask for because it was just it was just greatly done. The sequencing, attention to detail is spectacular. Game and Kennedy did a phenomenal job with that. This is by far, I think, his best in, in terms of sequencing and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, albums. Yeah, for sure. Like the the features are great, man. Uh, I feel like I feel like he really did um, a good job getting the getting the right person rather than um, than just getting the 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 big name. You know, I feel exactly. like he really took time to sit down and say, okay, I think this person is best for this song. Let's get uh, let's get let's get him or her on here. And the yeah. album, like you said, it has some low moments, but not many. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think, I think the thing that that we should that we should uh, mention, like when we're talking about, this is the big criticism I have with this as well. There's not a lot of low moments. Um, there's not really those a lot of standout commercial moments either. Like there's not. No. The records, you know, the hate it or love it or how we do that, that's going to make this because no. game wants this to be a classic. Like he does, he's, he said it, people, people, you know, like big boys said it's a classic and all that. And for it to be of that ilk, you have to have that record that 20 years later, we're still returning to. And I think game fans are going to, are going to very much appreciate this album like I do. And they're going to, and they're going to love this album, but they're, they're, the general public is not going to rally around any song in particular on no. here, <laughs> you know? No. So, so that's kind of like, it doesn't have those, that super, super high moment on it. You know, that chart, that number one charting song or anything like that. But and I think he wanted it that way though. You think so? You don't yes. think? I don't think he was wanting, I didn't think he wanted a commercial single. Yet. I mean, the only thing that can be commercial is the one with Chris Brown. And mm. you see that's, that's a dud. Uh, I think game wanted it this way. I think he wanted it this way. I mean, if you notice, like you said, the features with a um, relatively a lot of unknown artists, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's no big names other than, like you said, Miguel and Chris Brown. So yeah, I think he wanted it that way. Because if you, if you look at the feature, you got Mozzie, um, yeah. Tobi, and Rick Cafe. Like you know, he, I think he wanted it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can see with those with those records, but I think. I think, like you said, that Chris Brown proves to me that he was trying to get that one, but he just he just failed at it, which is yeah. which is unfortunate. But yeah, but that's I think that was a label call, probably, because the overall album it doesn't it doesn't have a feel of any commercial record at all. I feel True. like the label said, okay. "Let's get Chris Brown in here." <laughs> I think overall, creatively, he didn't want. I didn't think he wanted a commercial record. Hmm. I mean, okay. this is my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could be right on that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk now quickly about just what's next for game so assuming this is not the last game music we'll we'll, we'll get guest features we'll get mm -hmm. something and let's assume that he actually retires that a rapper actually retires and they're done making music when they say they're done making music so if this is his final album what's the what's the legacy of game um well, before I even get into that, I, I'm sorry I didn't. I didn't give. I wanted to highlight some of my favorite records on this. I don't think I. Did. Oh yeah, I did yeah, that. yeah. We didn't do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So for me, uh, of course, like I said, five hundred dollar candles. Um, actually, I, Carmen Electra grew on me a lot. I actually like that song a lot. 
Um, Gold Daytonas is one of my favorites. And Gucci Flip Flops is amazing. <laughs> Gucci Flip Flops is hard. <laughs> oh, man. That, that man, Swiss Beast did his thing on that. And, I mean, it's just amazing. He, he killed that. Um, I was not expecting, when I saw the, the title for that track, I was not expecting what we got from it. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this mess? But he killed it. Um, Welcome Home with Nipsey was uh, fantastic. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to write this song. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, those are, are my favorite off the album. And I think uh, Blood Thicken and Water with Trey Songz is also a sleeper on this album. Oh, so, yeah. That, that was another one that I think uh, that that stood out to me in the track. Like when I yeah. first listened to it, me mm-hmm. and my friend were, were first listening to this album together and we both kind of looked at each other when Blood Thicker Than Water came out. Like that's a that's one that we're gonna return to. So For I'm glad sure. I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to sneak it in as one of the tracks, um, but didn't. So my favorites on here, man, I could name a whole bunch. Like I love a lot of these records on here. Mm-hmm. Um No Smoke, uh Gold Daytona, West Side, Forty Ounce Love. I mean, I like a lot of things on here. The code, I didn't want to write this. Mm-hmm. The, the Nipsey, the Nipsey song, Welcome Home. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, there's a lot of good songs on here. Stainless with Anderson. It's crazy that a song with Anderson Pack is like maybe not oh, in my, my top God. five favorite. And that's that's, a, that's a good album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good album. If you got Anderson Pack and it's not in my top five favorites, or or maybe is in my top five favorites. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, a great point. <laughs> but yeah so okay so we got that out of the way thank you for bringing that up and, and no reminding problem. me because i didn't i didn't actually write down my favorite so uh, that's why i skipped that's why i skipped over in the notes here uh, uh so again what's next for game you know if he assuming that this is his final album and he does actually retire what's like his what's his legacy let's start there oh man his legacy is one of the best rappers to ever come out of california period people hate on the game mm-hmm. a lot but the game put quiet as kept before Kendrick. The game put California on his back. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's just you have to give credit what credit is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the game is an asshole. He does dumb things. Uh, a lot of people call him a doof. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to this rap thing, you have to give him his credit because he can rap and he can he can rap better than a lot of people's favorite rappers. And that's just point blank period. You know, there's it's no, it's no way around that. So his legacy yeah. will be one of the greatest to ever rap out of California and one of the greatest, period. Yeah, he's he's going to go down. And I think he's one of those people that, because of all the antics that he does, like, time's going to, the future's going to remember him more fondly than the present, mm-hmm. you know, because we tend to look look back at people um most people if you're if you're not hating like you you look back at their highlights you look at you know what they did best in game left a a whole catalog you know nine studio albums like you said 16 albums in total with compilations and all that stuff and soundtracks but those nine studio albums man there's not a bad one like they to me they're they're all real they're all really good he has for a rapper rapper so like excluding like the the kanye west artists who are very much production heavy mm-hmm. um like as far as just like pure rapping goes game has one of the best catalogs of those styles of uh, of hip-hop artists uh, in that in that ilk of just rappers game has one of the best catalogs in my opinion of any of the the rappers yeah like he he does not yeah. he does not miss uh documentary two and two point five is amazing to me. I love the I love those albums. Like 
he has some great bodies of work. So I think I'm right there with you. You know, he's got to get credit for, you know, bringing the West back and really just being the one who held it down for, you know, a good, I don't know, how how many years was it that he held it down oh, before man. before everybody came in? Like, <laughs> it was a while. It was the, a the minute. The game started with 2004. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, man. Yeah, so he held he held it down and for him to stay relevant this whole this whole um span of fifteen, sixteen years it is amazing and a testament to who he is. So I think, yeah, his legacy is going to be remembered as one of the greatest and I think he'll even be remembered more fondly in time, um, because of just because we'll just tend to we'll we'll start to kind of overlook all the asshole things that he did because like you said, any game fan any game fan has to be uh, has to be logical and you know reasonable and admit that he does some he does some annoying things, but yes, he's yeah. a great artist <laughs> and he he's phenomenal at what he does. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so now games mentioned in interviews and stuff, he wants to be an executive producer and sign artists. Do you think he'll be good at it? Like, what do you, what do you think as far as games uh, future jumping into that side of it? Because that's what he says he wants to do. Do you think he's going to have success? You know what? I don't. I think the game. I think he has enough experience to maybe have a little success if he takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he has a leg up. He's been around great producers. Been around great businessmen. Um, and he has an ear for talent. Uh, he yeah. has an ear for you know. He's good with his features. He has an ear for production. I think I think he'll be okay if I mean, if done right and strategically. I think he'll be successful at it. Yeah, I I think I think he's absolutely um, got potential to be great. Now I think I think though game is one of those artists that could transition well to the executive and you know like the label head role, but I think I think with him. I don't know if he can do what J. Cole did, where J. Cole cultivated a lot of talent. Like J. Cole has to get credit for cultivating not just one artist, but several on that yes. on that whole Dreamville roster. Yes. And I, oh, trust me, I know you're. I know you're a Cole guy. Yeah. He's my MVP <laughs> but, of the year because yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good at it, and I see game as being very successful if he focuses on one artist. You know, I don't know if oh, game okay. can necessarily do everything that j cole does with like the whole collective thing mm. but i could see game you know taking you know signing let's say he signs five artists and he works very exclusively with those artists and this is over the span of of years i could see like two or three of those five artists would turn out pretty damn good right yeah. you know so that's kind of what i see game doing yeah my bad um all right well that will conclude our game born to rap album discussion and yes, review. Yes. Thank you. M extra for coming on the podcast, man. I'm glad we were able to get this collaboration done before the end of the year, before the end of the decade, there will be more to come yes. in the future because I'm a fan of on deck TV and everything you guys do there. So why don't you go ahead and promote all the stuff that you do? Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, M extra is really a, a great experience to also talk with like minds about this thing that we love called hip hop. Um, so I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Uh, and yeah, we have a lot going on for me. Actually, I'm actually developing a new show um, that will be coming out in February of 2020. 
Uh, it's going to be, it's not a hip hop show. It's going to be something different. Um, it's it's okay. going to be a surprise. So I'm going I'm to let you guys, you know, you will be a, a part, you will be in the loop. So I'll let you, let you know about that. Uh, so yeah, so you can find me uh, every week on On Deck TV podcast. Um, we are on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify and all available platforms. So yes, MXTRA, that is MXTRA3 on all things social media and holla at your boy. Thank you, I'm actually for coming on the podcast, man. I could say this, I, I should say this to you because I've said to Spike and Animal Brown as well. Your guys' banter is one of the, the things I look forward to most every week. It's yeah. the way the way the way you guys the way even just the start of how is your weekend every every <laughs> podcast when when you guys start off that way and you guys start ripping into each other, man, it's it's so much entertainment, man. So you, you guys Thank you guys really, really do dope work. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, and I'm going to have you back on the podcast in, in 2020. For sure, man. I look forward to it, man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Yep. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. All right. Peace.